the get up, get out, and do something virtual voter rally was designed to encourage people to vote in the 2020 general election. We have seen the statistics of voter turnout from past elections, and we also have heard about the unjust obstacles being created to discourage and prevent underrepresented communities and populations from voting. Even with the aforementioned, we know and still believe in the power of the vote. And that's why it is imperative that we unite and encourage everyone to march to the polls. It is no longer just our right, it is now our obligation. Join us as we are joined by our guests to get up, get out, and do something during this virtual voter rally, which originally aired on October 24th, 2020. Tell us more about your your experience within education um, and in terms of time frame, like what it's like being a teacher in Indianapolis. What's the landscape of the environment that you're in and and how has this march to the polls for the general election of 2020 impacted your role? Awesome. Um, honestly, first and foremost, um, teachers play such a vital role um, in and not just teachers, but uh, educators in general. And with that, I, I, I go from, you know, school leadership, administrative staff, support staff, culture uh, team, discipline teams, um, you know, they go by different names in different places, but all of, all of that plays a significant role in, um, in, in the political arena um, of a community. And so uh, it's very important as far as um, here in Indianapolis, uh, we really have a unique school system, honestly. Uh, it's, it's very different from around the country. Um, we hear a lot of different uh, dialogue and debate, um, even amongst, you know, all the way up into the presidential uh, candidacies. Uh, just, you know, the debate against charter schools and public schools. And uh, in Indianapolis uh, and a few different places around the country, this is, we have a very uh, unique situation uh, where the public schools and um, certain organizations uh, actually partner um, to help revitalize, um, you know, I don't want to say failing, but um, schools that may have been underperforming uh, for, for, for quite some time, um, just to kind of try to research some energy into the community and um, really assist in, uh, uh, you know, just trying new things, giving uh, choice to, to students um, in, diverse, in diverse communities and making sure that everybody has um, access to equitable uh, resources in education. And so that's, it's really rare and it's really unique um, in the educational realm to kind of see that marriage uh, really work. And it's been going on for some, maybe like 20 years or so now. Uh, not saying it is perfect, you know what I mean? It's not a perfect system. Um, you know, it's, it's like anything else, um, any, any other corporate type merger or, you know, that type of yeah. thing. Um, because you have people that have innovative ideas and you have, you know, buildings and establishments that have been in communities for, you know, literally like hundreds of years, you know what I mean? And so uh, sometimes there's pushback and there's, there's uh, conversation, there's debate. Uh, but the beautiful thing about it is we know that as a city and as a, as a state that uh, the people really do care about educating and really do care about uh, what's best uh, for, the, for the student body. Um, and so that's, that's really where, where we are. Um, you know, we have a traditional school year. We aren't, uh, we're not a year round school. 
Um, being a charter school, we do follow a certain guidelines through the through the public school system. Um, and so like part of that is is mainly we follow mainly their scheduling as well, like how, how because we rely on their uh, transportation and things like that. Um, so that being said, the vote and and paying attention to who is, you know, the leadership in your community is very important. Uh, and not only the leadership within my community, because I don't know, I don't live in the same uh, neighborhood or township um, as where I, I teach. I have to pay attention okay. to multiple places. I said, because I have to know if these candidates really know what the hell they're talking about. Mm. Like, do you really know what it takes to be in a classroom? And it is, that's, that's a whole other discussion, but um, like what the day-to-day -day of the classroom is, um, is very intense for, for a teacher that is really, you know, investing and giving 110% uh, to help the students get to where they need to be. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and like not to be on that on that uh, soapbox, but we we, we get a, a raw deal a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, so a lot of us are jaded politically as well. You say the election. Mm -hmm. OK, so when I'm thinking about election, right, I have to think about um, everything that surrounds it as well, because that also plays a huge part in what is happening with the election process. But how is it different um, hmm, in my role as what I do? Honestly, it's, it's no different. Um, I service black and brown babies, white um, impoverished children in the inner city of Indianapolis, very crime ridden. Um, I think we're number six um, nationwide for crime rate. Um, so nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Uh, I just have to work smarter. I have to work harder like I always do. Um, the election has nothing to do with what's happening right now because I'll tell you why. It's always been terrible in urban schools, right? So in urban schools, you get less funding. In urban schools, you get less attention and less the negative attention. In urban schools, you don't really have technology. I will say the one thing this has done, and it's not the election, it's the pandemic, is made us one-to-one -one finally in technology. Mm. But that wasn't the, that wasn't, you know, this election or this administration's doing, absolutely not. It was the fact that there was a huge pandemic and everyone panicked and they finally said, oh, you need money, I think. You know. When you think about the current political climate, you know, one of the uh, phrases that has been thrown around as of late is, are you better off today than you were four years ago? Um, and as an educator, are there any noticeable differences between uh, the current administration and the previous Obama-led administration as it pertains to education? Because that's one of the kind of uh, pieces of the puzzle that voters are trying to put together, uh, mm -hmm. you know, on November the 3rd. Um, yes, yes. Um, honestly, the school system is probably the most affected system uh, when it comes to any type of political shift or change. Um, and I'm sure there are people that, that are going to watch this or, or talking in the comments going to say, well, no, this, but honestly, um, you know, we know the judicial system, you know, the judges can be appointed and, and policies can be, you know, enacted and changed and all that good stuff. But, but we're talking about 
at the end of the day, like the police force, you know, they can rely on the uh, fraternal order of police or whatever their union is or whatever their pension fund, uh, you know, sponsor is. Um, and we as teachers, a lot of times, um, we don't have that same level of protection. Um, and so um, when, when uh, administrations change and then you get um, people that are in favor of things that are going to directly impact your student body, whether that be your student that you have at your, that lives in your home or the student that you teach every day that you see whose mother is struggling, you know, to make ends meet. And, you know, they, they don't have a backpack or a coat in the wintertime. It absolutely is. I think the noticeable difference, honestly, is that the media is finally catching on to what's happening to us as black and brown um, in this nation. And it's just a louder voice. Um, because of that loud voice, there are other loud voices. And then those loud voices become extremely loud when you have an administrator who encourages those loud voices. He encourages those voices to then take action and then he backpedals. I think that is um, one of the noticeable differences uh, with this time around. What, what would you both like to see uh, for, for the new uh, president or uh, the person who will be elected on November the 3rd? What would you like to see from that man's administration? I don't want to see a damn thing. I don't want to see anything. And I'm going to tell you why. Neither of them have committed to do anything different for me, you, my brother right there, my spouse, and nobody else that looks like me, that has the same issues as me. And the fact that um, Democrats and Republicans think you're different cracks me up. I say that because I'm an independent now, I'm a Green Party member, rightfully so, proudly so, because I can't, I can't separate the foolishness. There's a leader, he's foolish, but I know my stuff. I'm a history lady, so I know my stuff. That president can't do anything without those in Congress and without those judges. There are Democrats and Republicans alike that have been in those seats for far too long that have done absolutely nothing. Um, so what I wanna see, I don't wanna see a damn thing. I want you to move the fuck out of our way. And I want you to allow new people to leave this place. Because until then, like until you get like a radical shift and a radical change, and a radical solution from a radical person who don't give a shit and who's not afraid, nothing will change. It'll just be quiet again, right? Racism didn't go away, did it? No, it was just really quiet and really docile and like sneaky, like sneak dissing, you know, it's kind of sneaking undertone. And oh, I'm not gonna give you a loan cause you know, um, your name or your credit's bad, but you're, you know, you can't really fix it. You know, they won't, they won't help you fix it because of the, the situations that you are in. That's Democrats and Republicans who've done that. So that's my take on it, move. So what do we need then? Oh, oh, uh, again, a radical leader, right? Who's not afraid of radical change. That, that's what we need. And then we need people who are willing to simply do what's right. Do what's right by your people, right? Do what's right by the people who 
put you where you are. Uh, I think a lot of times politicians, they forget who's the boss because we forget that we're the boss, right? We the people mm-hmm. of the United States. Like it's we the people, right? We the Republic, we the people. And um, far too long has it been acceptable to be stupid and not truly like do what you are required to do as a citizen and hold everybody that you see in that place accountable for your behavior, for your actions, for what you're doing to me, for what I see you doing to my people, for these food deserts, right? For all this foolishness, for this redlining, you know, for all of that. Uh, for why are you making me pay for healthcare? Are you crazy? I didn't pay for the, I didn't pay you to put the pollutants in the sky. Actually I did, right? But you can't, you, so you can't pay because I paid you to put them in there because you said that you wasn't, but you had this big imaginative, innovative thing, right? And so now we're killing ourselves. And so you won't pay to take care of me back. This is a bad relationship. I don't want the people that have been, you don't go from one abusive relationship to another abusive relationship with the person that reminds you of the same person that's left. That's dumb. But that's what we've been doing, right? It's a cycle of that. And I just want us to get off that train stop the abuse, right? Stop allowing the abuse on ourselves, on one another. And simply we need somebody radical because who's, who's talking like that? What do, you, what do you say to the individuals that are, are saying that they, they, they're gonna sit out the election in its entirety, they're not gonna vote at all? Because as you said, it's, it's, on, it's, it's only uh, the lesser of the two evils in either choice, depending on how your perception of it. Well, I'll step in on this one. I'll tell you this, um, to sit out of an election, um, I, I understand the abstaining of a vote, okay? I, I support that. That is, that's a standard practice in any organization, right? America, I think, well, I think what we have to do as a people is stop looking at America as, as, as if it's some mythological monster that is going to consume us all. It can be, right? But that's only if we allow it the opportunity to. What the Constitution was structured to do, it was structured to give all of us equal and ample opportunity. It wasn't intended for us as Black people, right? We know that. But they wrote the motherfucking document, right? And with the intent behind the 13th Amendment, right, and and, and subsequent amendments, we know that the intent behind that of the Civil Rights uh, Act right, but all of them, right? We know that the intent behind those things was to rectify what uh, and compensate for what was damaged in the past, right? So we here now, it's 2020. So we have to, we as African-Americans, especially because that's, you know, who I'm directly speaking to because that's who I'm a part of um, and anybody else that feels similarly all we have to do is simply invest. Like we have to really just decide, do we want to be a part of this thing or not? Right. And I think once we collectively figure that out, then we can make better decisions because we say it, but we also are so conflicted we, this is this when, when she's brought up an abusive relationship, like that's literally what this is. Like we, we, we are in a space where even if we wanted to pick up and say we all went to Africa today, like say every black person in America just got on a plane and we diddy bought all the private jets in the Hamptons and we just went, right? That would start a war. 
You understand? Because we are that disconnected. You understand what I'm saying? Like that would be as if someone else is coming in and imposing on your block. Like, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's a that's an issue. And so we have to decide though that this is our home because it is. Because if you look at, at through the annals of history, the first person to die in the Revolutionary War was Christmas Addicts, and he was a black man. And guess what? He was a victim of police brutality. Right? And we don't think of it in those terms. And so we think that we are so far disconnected when at each turn, America has promised us um, um, unification or that tomorrow is going to be a better day. Right? When it was the Revolutionary War, the British were saying, hey, black man, come fight for us. We'll let you be free. But we were like, what? We don't know what you're talking about. We don't trust that. But then also there was the, the union and the white men saying, hey, you know, slave, we gotta, you gotta fight with us. You, you might be, you might, we might try to make, you know, we might try to get you free a little bit sometimes in a, in a few years or whatever. And so it's like, we have to just stop. We have to stop taking that as the explanation. We have to stop taking that as what we hold dear. Um, so even going back to like, what about the, the different candidates? Like we have to just decide, like it's, that's not enough, you know, and really stand on that and then decide as, as a group, right? How do we, how do we proceed forward? Okay. It ain't that difficult of a, con of a, of a construct. You know, the devil's in the details, of course, but, you know, we have to we have to figure out what it is that we want psychologically. And and we have to understand that we as black Americans have a unique experience on this planet Earth. Mm -hmm. And it's OK. Right. We have like that's a part of our trauma. But we have to admit that so that we can heal, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that's what frustrates us as African-Americans, especially is because America and its leadership never truly tends to heal. Like, I'm going to tell you now, I understand why we want Joe Biden in office. I get it 1000%. You know what I mean? Like, I believe that our current administration is tyrannical. I don't like them as people, you know, like whether, whether you want to sign Ice Cube's bill or not, and you give everybody a Cadillac and uh, some Newports, whatever y'all want to do, <laughs> that's beautiful, right? That's Don't forget the Hennessy, man. That's Hennessy for everybody. Yeah. That is a moot point to all of the foolishness. But if I may, but uh, if yes. I may, as far as the abstain people, if you, if what do I think of, of, of my people if we abstain? I'm going to tell you, you're trash. Why? There is something in your veins that literally died for you to simply go do that. I had to tell a student today, black young man who said, I can't read, I don't wanna read, just because he was trying to get in trouble, get out of reading class, because he doesn't wanna be challenged. Mm -hmm. So when I found him, because I found out at the end of the day, when I found him, I said, young black man, why? Why would you do something like that to yourself? Do you know that the blood that flows through your veins would literally curl right now and stop your oxygen flow? If the ancestors worked that way, they literally died because they wanted you to read, because they were murdered, because they just simply wanted to just read, right? It's the exact same concept for me in this case, in all cases, but I felt like this before now, so listen. You know, but now it's it's even louder. 
Because what's happening right before your faces is, like Byron said, tyrannical, a dictatorship, and a man who doesn't care to say out loud, hey, I'm going to be a dictator because I'm about to send the I'm about to send the military to your city because you said that you wanted to protest to me and you wanted to protest because somebody was murdered that looked like you by the cops. Oh, so you ain't got no law and order? I'm gonna send the whole military to do that to you. Is it like, come on, the next, you know, that, that that's what he did. Like while we were alive, like the other day, he did that. And he has no remorse that he did it because every time he was asked a question about black people, he brought up law and order. Do you know what that means, people? That means he wants you to be a slave again. He is trying to dictate your commodity, your human capital, what you are worth. And that reminds me far too much of other people that I've seen in history that I refuse to sit under quietly and that I refuse to allow to do anything in my presence. Like, He's saying it out loud. And that's why I have a problem with both sides. Why are you? Why have you not impeached him for this? Because if it was that black man that we know that was the president prior, Barack Obama, oh, he would have been impeached. Let's just put it out there because these are impeachable offenses. They're impeachable offenses. He knew that our military was being counted off one by one by Russian mafia and being killed, he knew? That is an impeachable offense. Not only is it an impeachable offense, but the world court can now try you when you are no longer in this office. Mm -hmm. That's how terrible he is. But everybody just gonna not vote. You just gonna not vote. Yeah, that's how deep it is. That's how deep it is? Oh, so you just not gonna vote at all while you just sit there and watch it happen. Because I mean, you got a little more money this time around. So money's that. So capitalism is your God like that? So you're just going to take capitalism and let everybody in. And that's what happened. That's why we're here. Because somebody over there loved capitalism enough to put us on them boats and snatch us out of our sleep. That's yeah. why. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I, and I believe 100% that... Um, because of that blood, sweat, and and toil that we have uh, um, invested into the soil of this country and this land, we gotta express those rights. You know, absolutely. You know, and even it's our land. Yeah. Like it's literally our land. Like my ancestors died and bled every every day in that land. That, that's ours. Absolutely. All of this is ours. Not just in America. This is our land. This planet is ours. Right on. So, so if you don't, if you're if you're not active in it, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. Shut the fuck say, up. You say for the go back to sleep. Woke <laughs> ass nigga, go to sleep. <laughs> for real, because that's the, that's the whole point, though. Like that, that is really what it's all about. Is you have to be an active participant in the political process, like for in order for any lasting change to happen, in order to have any voice. Like everything is politics from, you know what I'm saying? Your, 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 your child playing in a, in a clarinet recital or something, you know what I mean? From the school band to everything else. Like everything is political. Everything is being involved. So what you're invested and involved with is what you are going to reap benefits from. Absolutely. So it would behoove us, right, to make sure that uh, the people that are making the decisions to where the money goes, the people that are making the 
to uh, make the rules that are going to be enforced. That's right? right. That we know what's going on, we vote our interests, and that we then hold people accountable. I'm holding you accountable, buddy. I'm holding you accountable. You remember the night, uh, I know we only got a few more minutes left, Ronald, you remember the night that Barack Obama was elected? Mrs. Holmes, don't you remember that night? It was such a beautiful night. Yeah. We, child, we was all over the campus going <laughs> super crazy. All right. Climbing every hollering. That student center was filled with, but it was it was a diverse, multicultural Absolutely. coalition of human beings Absolutely. of all ages, shapes, forms. Even the bums on the street was walking in to look at the TVs and to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. And so with me, it's deeper than just the act itself. That's it's right. The spirit of the act, right? It's my vote is me placing my intention into that's a right. direction, right? That's right? And that's why it's so important. And honestly, that's why I really honestly advocate for people voting your conscience, vote what you believe in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We don't have to just follow one way, shape or form. You know what I mean? But we all have to understand with integrity, we have to live with whatever that consequence is, right? Mm -hmm. So if I write Kanye in, right? We know that that's a realistic possibility for some people, right? Like, so if I write Kanye in, Mm -hmm. sir, ma'am, you just have to know that you got to live with the world as it may be, because statistically speaking, brother man ain't gonna win, right? Now, our people bled and died for you to be able to just do the thing. It's not our job to really judge what thing you do. You know what I'm saying? But just know whatever the result of that is. Trash. You got to live with that thing. You got to eat it. Yeah. You got to eat it. So Even if it's trash. So if it's tanks riding up and down your block, go go talk to, you know what I'm saying, 50 Cent. <laughs> <laughs> so, 50, 50 pence. 50 <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I know we have to bring this conversation to a close. If there was 60 seconds, you each got 60 seconds, final thoughts. We are marching to the polls, or as Greeks, we all stroll into the polls, whatever it is to Get do, it. right? Do your thing, sphinx it to the polls, blew it to the polls, I'm a shimmy to the polls, whatever you do. What what's your last words on this before we close out this conversation that you want the people to know about the power that they have and how to exercise it and when and where and all that good stuff. 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh. Vote like your life depended on it because it does. Hold people accountable like their life depended on it because it does. Be active in your community and don't let this moment fade. Take action right now, my brothers and sisters, and let's join forces because together, baby, we can make this thing a thing. Go vote. Hold accountable. And know who you vote for. Be educated. Don't, don't go in there. Don't go in there and not know who your governor is who's up for that seat. Vote. Right on. Mm-hmm. Right on, sister. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna be honest with you. I froze for a second, so I didn't really hear the question. Last, you got 60 seconds to encourage people or motivate them to do the thing November 3rd or early election. What you got? I mean, 60 seconds. Yeah, 
Right on. All right. So here we go, man. This is the thing. You have got to vote if you are uh, of melanated um, origins. Okay. It is, uh, I'm, I'm going to say it. <clears throat> it is not only an obligation, it is a requirement uh, for you to participate in our community. Um, and I'm, as a black man, I'm holding y'all accountable. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. Um, let's do this. All right. Um, I, I honestly don't care who you vote for, but like I said, you do have to know that you live with that conscious decision and live with the results of your actions, right? And so what you believe in, you have to believe that strongly in. So make sure you do the right thing by yourself, by your people, by your granny and them, and by your ancestors, okay? Um, people bled, fought, and died so that we could live, be free, and breathe this air that we breathe. Especially, uh, you know, I want to shout out the people of uh, Freedom Summer. Um, that, that was a humongous movement uh, that was for voters' rights and registration, that students from all over the country went down into the Deep South to register people to vote. Uh, and that was a huge part of the civil rights movement. And people's buses got blown up. You feel me? Churches got burned and bombed because people just wanted, we wanted to voice our opinions. So it is an obligation. Like, I need y'all to really realize that do your knowledge, do the history. It's more than just, you know what I'm saying? How oh, they always, uh, they always gonna pick who they wanna pick anyway. So what? You do you do what's right. You do the right thing and see what happens. And you sow those seeds, cause it ain't, politics ain't about the vote that much anyway. It's about the action behind the vote. So keep that same energy. Who do you want to lead? But you gotta be a good follower and do the work.